Hello, my dear friends. This is Irliana Samsara, back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks. Wow. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the Uranus retrograde, which just happened last Saturday, August 15th, um, at 10 degrees and 41 minutes of Taurus. So about uh, every, oh, I don't know, sometimes twice, about twice a year, um, Uranus will retrograde. And when it retrogrades, it goes backward for about five months. And during this time, of course, it's, it reveals things. Um, any kind of retrograde is about planets. When a planet steps back, it allows us to review the progress we have made in the area of our lives that that um, planet represents and, and the sign that it represents. So Uranus has been in the sign of Taurus for the last little over two years. So Uranus being the great liberator, we are really checking our progress about how are, are we getting liberated? Are we liberating ourselves? Are we unsticking ourselves from stuck thinking and stuck values and fixed stories around money and personal possessions and the environment and the earth? Um, so that those are just a few of the, you know, for starters, you know, digging into this deep conversation. Uranus uh, is not an easy planet. Uh, Uranus actually spins on its side. Um, and so, and it wants you to spin on its, on your side. So it's different, right? It's the, different from the other planets. It spins on its side. It represents um, ingenious, erratic thinking, um, unusual, innovative thinking, originality, um, breaking out of the box, um, certainly something jarring, like you don't see it coming, you know, lightning, lightning fast, something shows up out of nowhere and can disappear just as quickly. So, um, but in that process of unsettling ourselves and, you know, in the case of Taurus, shocking us out of our comfort zone, it definitely does it for a reason. It doesn't do it to make our lives miserable. <clears throat> so, like Saturn, Uranus is our friend. I know a lot of people don't want to think of it as their friend when they've, you know, you've lost your job or suddenly something ends, or Saturn as their friend because Saturn is tough as nails, taskmaster, makes you work for your rewards. Yes, but it's all ultimately for our benefit. And I, you know, I don't mean that in a mamby-pamby, you know, kind of la-la, foo-foo-la kind of way. I mean, they, they really do. These are all aspects of ourself that are here to assist us in refining and evolving our consciousness. So when Uranus goes retrograde in Taurus, we are revisiting concepts around everything related to Taurus. And like I was saying, personal finances, money, banking, the stock market, um, our values, our possessions... Uh, what we think is important to us um, versus, you know, what, what, what is important to us. Um, certainly our reliability, the way in which we can be grounded, uh, all the stories that we hold around these things. This is all that gets revisited. And so it's backward motion, which started on August 15th, and it's going to end on, let's see, it's going to end on January 14th it will, of 2021. My goodness, that's six degrees, I mean, sorry, six days from the inauguration. Hmm, very interesting. And it will station direct on uh, January 14th at six degrees, 43 minutes. 
and then it'll finally work its way past the that point um, out of the retrograde zone on um, April 30th of 2021. So Uranus is, as we know, the planet of um, upheaval. Um, it can be chaotic. It's revolution. It's uh, dramatic change. It's certainly um, uncomfortable, <laughs> but it does eventually, it, it's all there for our evolution and enlightenment and um, freeing us from wherever we have been stuck. So Uranus and Taurus is going to be freeing us from stuck notions and fixed ideas, Uranus, Taurus being a fixed sign, uh, fixed ideas around our comfort zone, um, our money, our possessions on a third dimensional level, all, all of the, you know, the, val the things that we f consider valuable. Is it materialism or is there a higher, um, you know, it's like calling us to say, look, you know, what's a higher value here? It's not about materialism and all like that has just gotten us so far, but where can we be freed? So um, from from these um, stuck notions or just being in the throes of materialism. And so um, obviously this has been uh, a very prominent conversation this year with COVID-19 and the collapse of the economy. Um, now we, you know, are now with the Uranus in retrograde, it's, it, we are stepping back to look at, you know, what is the progress we've made around uh, these ideas and, um, um, bring, bringing ourselves to a higher place in term to view everything that is happening is as horrendous and in, as difficult as as it is and has been. Um, you know where where can we focus? Um, how can we come together? Uranus energy, right? World community, the tribe, the you know your tribe, your community of friends and networks and support, the ways in which we build and support humanity, and. Um, you know, how, how can we all move, you know, what directions, that we, where do we need to pivot with our values? Um, certainly around the earth, too. So that's just a general idea. So um, Uranus, you know, certainly um, very sudden, you know, the, the, the things that come and leave quickly, you know, things that don't have to stay for long, but they come along to shock us and, and provoke us to... Uh, see things differently, to see and think outside the box and be very resourceful and innovative. Um, certainly getting a workout in that regard, for sure, with so many millions of people out of work, you know, my, my heart goes out to, to um, you know, everyone that is, uh, whereas we're all going through this, we're all affected by it. So um, anyway, um, what I thought was interesting was when I looked at the chart, I cast a chart for Washington, D.C., and um, <clears throat> I just find it really, um, you know, it's interesting. The, the word homecoming came up for me. So I'm looking on a very, on a very spiritual, deeply mystical spiritual level um, where, uh, you know, the, the, Uranus rules the future. And um, it, it's making in the chart of the U.S., it's making a, um, an exactly... Um, um, a sextile, which is a powerful uh, force, a harmonious, intense, powerful force with the, um, the part of fortune in, in cancer, which rules worldly success. It's, it's all about worldly success and um, 
the part of fortune in a chart. Well, that part of fortune is exactly lined up with the USA sun, 13 degrees Cancer, which is also very close to Sirius, the, the, the brightest star in the heavens. And uh, so very interesting. Uh, you know, the connection I'm getting here is it's like almost inviting us on a very high spiritual level, look beyond the your comfort zones of what you have felt comfortable with the earth plane, you know, and and graduate up to a higher level of awareness. When you think about it, Uranus rules ETs, you know, and the future and, um, you know, future and innovative um, genius thinking. So coming up with solutions that are like literally not from this earth. And, um, you know, with Uranus and Taurus, it can be upheavals of the Earth, uh, like the day it entered zero degrees Taurus back in May 2018. That's when we had the Kilauea volcano erupt in Hawaii. And for like three months, it just erupted in a slow, grinding kind of way, which is so Taurus, right? It's like it just went on and on, plodding on, plodding on, if you remember how it would just slowly covered all of these houses. So it, it wasn't over with and like a spurt, you know, in one day, it, it just was this slow grinding process. And uh, so yes, Taurus being an earth sign, and uh, Uranus, um, you know, this, this incredibly, you know, one minute there was a people had million dollar homes in Kilauea in, in the in the town on the big island of Hawaii, and the next minute, you know, they were, it was all under lava. And they had no home. So I mean, that is definitely a jolt from the comfort zone. And so at zero degrees, we look at, the, you know, what happened at zero degrees, because that is our blueprint, you know, for how this, um, the potential for what can unfold. So I think we're going to be seeing more earth changes with either its volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, looping back to the ET conversation, um, you know, we could also be seeing um, some contact, you know, with with higher evolution, I would say light beings or beings on the on a higher spectrum that is not in our zone of uh, 3D everyday reality. There are these, you know, systems of life and life on other planets and, you know, whatever, however you want to uh, verbalize that. But the spectrum of life is so vast and so, so much broader than our daily life here on Earth. And I think that this could be kind of like, we interrupt this programming, you know, that, that would be a really good phrase for Uranus and Taurus. We interrupt this programming to bring you, you know, something from the future that just comes shocking into, your, into our lives. Um, and this Uranus retrograde is really about leaving this life and as we know it, the comfort zone of this life and uh, leaping into the unknown. And can we do that? You know, will events, con, you know, come together that push us into this unknown area that like literally arrive at our doorstep? doorstep. <clears throat> I found it really interesting that the day that uh, Uranus went uh, retrograde, there was a, again, we, we look at the news and there was a, there was a, a Russian cosmonaut that captured what they think was possibly UFO footage from the International Space Station, and he called them space guests. 
that's so Taurus, right? Uranus and Taurus, space guests. Uh, so you, you gotta love the Russians. Um, anyway, there was this one minute video car- captured by this Russian cosmonaut, his name is Ivan Wagner, and they uh, say this was uh, you know out in the the um, mainstream media that it was showing potential UFOs. So I thought that was very interesting that the day that that Uranus, which rules UFOs, went retrograde, boom, there it was in the news that this Russian cosmonaut saw this. Um, and it was it's really beautiful. If you go to um, this his Twitter page, Ivan Wagner, V A G N E R. He has this. Uh, the the footage is in, incredible. The the peak of the aurora borealis. He was uh, capturing it on video when it was passing over the Antarctic, and you see this kind of. It looks like four dots all in a row, like a fleet of white light, and it just comes together. And uh, that's what he was referring to as space guests. It's, around, it's like nine seconds into the video, you see this four or five lights in this perfect diagonal line. And they only appear and disappear very quickly. It, it, that's very Uranus, right? It appears out of nowhere, it disappears. It's something that you weren't expecting. And um, anyway, he wondered, you know, what do you think those are? Do you think they're meteors? You know, you think they're satellites or dot, 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 you know? Uh, so, uh, and, you know, I have to say the Russians have always been like really hip and cool about those things. Um, you know, the U S government has always been very, you know, tight lipped and they, uh, when we last had our Gemini, uh, not the last uh, two, three cycles back, um, in the 1960s, when we were, had the Gemini Sag nodal axis, which is what we have now, North node and Gemini, South node and Sagittarius. When we had that in the sixties, that's when, we had all the UFO sightings um, where the government decided to start this project Blue Book. And it was like they were trying to catalog everything and uh, record and, you know, come to some kind of understanding or research about it. So I find it was really interesting that um, the uh, right on um, the the day before Giannis turned retrograde, the, um, was a, the Department of Defense came out with this press release. It's up there on the Internet. And they... And it was in the news. Um, the uh, they decided to um, they approved the establishment of this task force. It's called Unidentified Aerial Phenomena U UAP. So I guess it's like the new lingo instead of UFO. They call them UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. It's very very official. And uh, if you read this press release, cracks me up. It's so Uranus and Taurus. It's in the, the Department of Defense established this, you know, agency to improve its understanding of the nature and the origins of, of these phenomena, right? I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, you wanna you wanna figure this out. Um, but but then in the next sentence it says the mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. So I'm like, okay, there it is, threat to security. It's so Taurus, right? Where's my comfort zone? Where's my security, my security blanket? Uh, so, uh, and and it's interesting because in inherent in that conversation is, oh, they could potentially pose a threat. Well, what about at detecting, analyzing, and cataloging? cataloging you know these um, aerial phenomena that that aren't a threat. What if they were not? What if they were helping? You know, and when you look at the the chart, it's like wow. There's Uranus retrograded sextile the part of fortune in Cancer. So that's like saying, hey, you know what? Here's some comfort and assistance. Maybe this is a 
um, a beneficial, kindly, compassionate energy. You know, like let's let's consider that. And what if it was here to help humanity? You know, in the chart of Washington D.C., it's in the um, in the eleventh house, um, the um, the part of fortune and cancer. So I'm wondering that um, you know maybe it's it's here to say, look, you know. Uh, think of this as a homecoming because, you know, cancer is ruled by the moon. It, it's the home. Um, so it's almost like we're coming home to this other frequency, this other frequency, um, this kind of, uh, th- think of that as our value system. This is a higher um, a higher level of, of what we consider important and valuable. And it's urging us to you know, rethink our our values and rethink um, our comfort zone. And um, maybe the real comfort, given that the society has so collapsed with the government and the money and so many people getting, um, you know, not getting uh, stimulus checks and gig worker pay and all of this that has ended right now in this moment, Congress sitting on vacation as all these people are trying to make a living and make ends meet in this horrific... um, situation. And, you know, if anything, that's pushing us to pull away and go, wait a minute, you know, this system, this is not really a comfort zone. And sometimes tragedy, like Uranus bringing chaos and catastrophe, sometimes that catastrophe can be a blessing because it's forcing us to move to this Uranus and Taurus's journey here for the next several years. It's, you know, about six, seven years in a sign. So it's, um, it retrograded at 10 degrees. It's only a third of the way through its journey, but it's really, it pushes us to get out of our comfort zone and reimagine. So I find that really, um, you know, it's pretty fascinating when you, when you consider that, that it's making this uh, very powerful connection. And the Uranus retrograde chart, it only has, it has that sextile with the part of fortune and, and uh, Venus, you know, and the moon and Venus. So it's all very, it's very much talking about compassion and nurturing and healing and comfort, like finding comfort in this new frequency, stepping into this new frequency and, and having that be the base of our comfort and reality. And what if we based ourselves from that and then how everything would change? So we're not like chasing the almighty dollar, that we're actually the currency, if you will, would be... Um, you know, compassion and caring. Like, wow, wouldn't that radically reorganize society? Yeah, heck yeah. So um, that you're honest, the, uh, and it, like I said, it's only making positive aspects. So it, it's making that very powerful sextile. And it's also making a trine, 120 degrees. And that is trining with, um, uh, let's see, it's a Jupiter. Well, what's Jupiter, right? Outside there, a boundless outside, you know, going, shooting like the centaur arrow, shooting its way into the heavens, um, boundless courage and enthusiasm and, restru- and to restructure our notions and our realities of what, what our possibilities are. Okay, so that was part one of this amazing Uranus retrograde chart. The really, really cool thing is that this chart on that day that Uranus retrograded <clears throat> uh, for the for the United States, again, you know, I ran this for the United States. For the United States, it has um, the, uh, the Sun and Mercury are conjunct, 
side by side in Leo, which it was at, at that time. And um, the rising sign for the chart of Washington is zero degrees of Virgo. And the um, it's interesting because the sun and moon, I'm sorry, the sun and Mercury are in the 12th house, which is a very mystical house. And it, it's, it rules given, you know, we're on this conversation on cosmic consciousness. The 12th house rules cosmic consciousness, the dissolution of form of, of this reality of this world. It's a kind of a, a, a dying, a, a not, not like bad dying, but it's the a life cycle completing itself and um, merging with the infinite, merging with the cosmic ocean you could say. So the sun and Mercury in Leo, in the 12th house for the United States, what is the Leo? The light, you know, it's like the, the reprogramming of the dissolution of, and this, this Leo and the sun, you know, it also represents the egoic principle. So this, this death of ego and the potential for um, connecting with these high light cosmic dimensions. So not only is that there, but that forms a yod, which is a very fateful kind of finger of God, it's called, the yod in astrology. And I've talked about that before. But for those of you who might not remember or are new to the podcast, a, a yod is called the finger of God, and it looks like a funnel. You know, like a funnel that you pour water from a jug, you know, you, you put a little funnel in the, in the bottle, uh, the neck of the bottle. And the point of that funnel is called the apex in astrology. Well, that's where the sun and Mercury are. And Mercury rules communication. The sun gives it vitality and strength in Leo. And it's in the 12th house. So that's, again, what you could say is it's the universe is pointing to, hey, for this Uranus retrograde, what we're looking at is um, the potential of communication with higher realms of light in other dimensions. So you see how nicely that ties in with Uranus and Taurus. So um, that is a very uh, powerful yod because the other ends of the yod, if you think of the funnel in the bottle, the other, the outer lip of the of that funnel is on one side we have Neptune, which is the ruler of the twelfth house, right? Cosmic Neptune in Pisces, and it's home sign of Pisces, and the other end of that funnel is Pluto in Capricorn. So it's like the death of society and the complete re taking down and restructuring of society from toxicity to the things that sustain us for the ages to re completely reprogram society. Of course, you know, Pluto's been there for the last uh, 12 years. And now it's in this very powerful um, yod with the Uranus retrograde. Uh, pretty amazing that it's pointing to the 12th house with this sun Mercury. Mercury rules youth communication you know he he's the commun the god of liminal space so the space in between dimensions he would you know go up to zeus and olympus and get all the the dude's messages from the higher realms and then bring them down into this realm shapeshift and come down into this realm and share these messages with the masses so that whole notion that whole et notion is it's pretty darn strong i got i gotta say uh, so yeah, we've got this yod in the in the um, and and I have to say too, with on the Pluto side of that of that funnel, vertex is conjunct the sign the vertex, which is destiny's point, is at twenty two degrees of Capricorn, and it's lined up right next to Pluto, 
and Jupiter, Saturn's not, not far away, as we know. The Saturn-Pluto conjunction has been the loudest, biggest game-changer conversation of the year. So it's part of that yod. It's part of that fated destiny. And the 22 degrees of Capricorn, that, that's the very degree that Pluto-Saturn uh, lined up with the historic conjunction that we've all spoken so much about that you know, triggered the coronavirus, but, and, all, and, and just in general, the large, complete uh, shifting of society in the end of an era, right? So here it is, Codex. Here's that yod. And, uh, you know, in our relations with other dimensions, Neptune in the seventh house, you know, who do we relate to? Who, who do we uh, partner with? Who, who are we in, um, you know, in uh, dialogue with? Well, these, these higher dimensions of light. So, yeah, that yod in the twelfth house has a lot of potential for, on this very mystical level for the possibility of um, this kind of you know, otherworldly communication. Uh, absolutely. And, and what did that make me think of? Well, there was this song, which I personally don't remember, but uh, a friend of mine uh, told me about years ago, um, who's a little older than me, so he remembered it. <laughs> and it was from, I believe it was an Australian musician named Billy Thorpe. And the name of the song was Children of the Sun. I don't know if you've ever heard of this song. It, it was like a, a one-hit wonder for, for Billy Thorpe. But um, anyway, um, he was from Australia, and it's called Children of the Sun. And, it's, and he had, was um, interviewed on the radio when it came out, and I looked up this transcript that he had on, uh, with a radio um, interviewer, and he said, they asked him, you know, what is, this, what is the secret to this, this, to this song? And he said, it's a story of a race of people arriving on Earth or close to Earth and announcing, so think of Earth, Taurus, Earth sign, Uranus and Taurus, ETs, Earth, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's a story of a race of people arriving on Earth or close to Earth and announcing that they will take anybody that wants to leave with them. So you know what? Forget those stimulus checks, right? Just get on that ship. You know, are you tired of dealing with unemployment and all this runaround and uh, stimulus, gig worker? and Yeah, just have a, how about a ship? You know, plan B. But anyway, he said, and the race of the people are called children of the sun, and everybody decides to leave. Nobody stays, and the whole of earth leaves. Um, so, wow. Um, and he said the first cut um, that, uh, that they heard, children of the sun, is the arrival, the arrival of the ships. And the last part of that was the actual contact that's made with the people of the earth and the children of the sun. So um, the, whole, the whole album is actually the whole journey to the kingdoms of the sun. And um, anyway, that's, that's kind of like the only thing that I could come across where he, he described, you know, this whole thing. So then I looked up the, um, the actual lyrics for Children of the Sun, and they were really beautiful. So let me see. I'm going to read you these lyrics. They're, they're just, they just so speak to this chart of Uranus retrograde in Taurus with that fateful yod with the higher dimensions of cosmic consciousness. Um, you know, pretty, pretty amazing. Okay, here it is. People of the earth, can you hear me? Came a voice from the sky on that magical night. I just want to stop and say you're Taurus rules the voice in terms of uh, physical, you know, medical astrology. Taurus is the throat and the voice. So hearing the sounds of ETs would definitely be a, um, 
you know, one way in which that could play out, right? Uranus and Taurus. If you, you're not only going to make contact on Earth, Taurus, Earth, but it could be heard as well. So people of the Earth, can you hear me? Came a voice from the sky on that magical night. And in the colors of a thousand sunsets, they traveled to the world on a silvery light. So I think about the the Russian cosmonaut that you saw these four silvery, you know, this line, this beautiful, perfect line that just appeared out of nowhere and disappeared um, when he was on the International Space Station. They traveled to the world on a silvery light. That's exactly what it looked like in his cosmonaut uh, imagery. The people of the Earth stood waiting, watching as the ships came one by one, setting fire to the sky as they landed carrying to the world children of the sun, children of the sun. All at once came a sound from the inside, then a beam made of light hit the ground. Everyone felt the sound of their heartbeat, every man, every woman, every child. They passed the limits of imagination through the door to the world of another time. And on the journey of a thousand lifetimes, with the children of the sun, they started their climb. Children of the sun, children of the sun. No more gravity, nothing holding them down, floating endlessly as their ship leaves the ground. Through the walls of time, at the speed of light, fly the crystal ships on their celestial flight. On their celestial flight, children of the sun. So, yeah. That totally is the theme song for, I think, for this Uranus retrograde. Uh, The only thing I want to say in wrapping up is that uh, you probably heard that there's an asteroid that's set to pass by the Earth, close to the Earth, on election day, of of all things. Uranus is at eight degrees of Taurus, and it's backward motion. Um, So... It's pretty amazing uh, to, um, you know, on that very day. So that could be very, just like we had Comet Neowise, this this could be another indicator of like, look bigger, think big. Uh, the Sabian symbol, the kind of divinatory tarot type symbol in, in astrology, they call them Sabian symbols. Um, we've talked about them on previous podcasts, but the one for that degree of Taurus is called um, it's about the ability to create inner happiness in dark hours. I just, I just love that. Faith in cyclic renewal. So yes, we are in some dark hours now. And, you know, this is all about reprogramming our consciousness to higher realms of light. You could, you could just put it that way. Given the destruction and the, the taking down of these earth systems of materialism and the dollar and such. You know, a few weeks later, uh, at the end of November, we're going to have a, <clears throat> a lunar eclipse and at eight degrees of Gemini. And it is, um, that lunar eclipse is going to be November 30th. And lunar is, you know, the moon. It's, it's the home. It's the homeland. It's our comfort base. It's like we're saying we're closing the door on one level of comfort and we're opening to what's Gemini, right? The, the ability to move into other dimensions, telepathic communication, you know, all of that. Um, you know, it, it's going to hit the Uranus of the United States chart. Well, that's um, you know, we could definitely be seeing the collapse of the dollar or the movement of the dollar into digital currency, you know, with Uranus ruling electronics and the internet. They've been talking for years and, you know, decades about there being 
you know, the end of paper money and more like maybe Bitcoin and digital currency. So there could be some breakthrough and change and closure around money and, you know, the um, paper versus electronic and such. Or it could just be a huge jolt in the stock market, you know, with Uranus being that unpredictability and that wild ride and, um, you know, and merchants and such. So, you know, it, it can play out many ways, but I just wanted to give you that higher, higher level of understanding of like, hey, you know, we, we want to look beyond all of this, you know, where our eyes are so low to the ground, and then we want to look to the skies, you know, and, and metaphorically and um, literally as well, you know, to, to raise our consciousness. So um, that's my little Uranus and retrograde talk to, for today. You know, it's a homecoming to our higher nature, our future selves, our, in, you know, with the sextile, with the um, part of fortune in cancer, it's like developing and valuing our intuitive faculties and finding comfort in that as our new home base. So, um, yeah, that's all for now. And um, I just wanted to, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say about Uranus and Taurus. So, Thank you all for listening, and uh, we will be back soon with another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Many, many blessings. Bye for now.